Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? Great, uh, not bad, yeah. not bad, Ralph. John, John, we're over here. Uh, all right. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, classy. Yeah, that's okay. really good. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I got you. I got you. I hope you today we got another. Kidneys. We got another fabulous. Yeah, you got your kidneys. We have another fabulous Indian film we're about to do called Andadoon. I think I got that right. Um, Wait a minute, Ralph, Ralph, right, wait before we before, get rolling, but before yeah. we get rolling, yeah, definitely. I just want to announce that thanks to our friends in India, it looks like we've gone over a thousand subscribers. So there's that. Nice job. Let's Thank go. you. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone. You guys really yeah. made a big difference. That's going to help us a lot. And the other thing is along with that thousand subscribers, today is my brother Ralph's 61st birthday. So please give it up for Ralph. And I think, yeah. yeah and, my sons work really hard to get us to that thousand, so I appreciate that. And you worked hard to get them. So yeah. think about that. That's the trade off. Actually, so that worked out well. It wasn't that hard, to be honest with you. The work, <laughs> the work was not that hard. Had to be um, hard enough, I guess. All right. So Chris is going to introduce this film. Was that Drew or Sean who said that? Now me. we flip, we flip boxes. This is happening all night That's long. That's all right. That's boxes. good. That's good. All right. It's gold, Jerry. Yeah, Trying to keep us, keep me off. Sean and Debbie oh, keep flop, keep, flopping. I'm going to keep my glasses on. So, Chris, tell us what the film is, sure. and then we'll get yeah. rolling into it. Uh, the, the, the movie, the one that everybody picked and suggested and then picked from the poll. That's right. It was a poll winner. Yes, poll this is our poll winner uh, with uh, 61% of the vote. Um, <laughs> it's called Onda Dune, I believe is how you pronounce it. Sorry yeah. if I butchered that a little bit. It's uh, from 2018. It was directed by Siram uh, Raghavan. Once again, sorry for the mispronunciation there. And basically the movie is about a gentleman named Akash, a young guy who is at heart a musician, uh, but also a bit of a grifter, a bit of a slam <laughs> artist at the same time we find out really quickly. And it's basically about him. He's pretending to be blind. Uh, first as an experiment to see if it can make him a better musician by focusing solely, by being more focused and only so focusing on the music. Uh, but what happens is very quickly he gets pulled into um, a situation where he becomes a kind of gets a little local celebrity as a piano player in a bar at a very nice restaurant and bar. And then he kind of semi befriends a, uh, a a former Indian Bollywood star, I guess, or Tollywood as the case may be. And uh, so what happens is he, he gets pulled into this situation and, of course, as an older fading star he's got a younger ambitious wife and very short um things start to go wrong ambitious um, yeah and so very quickly his whole idea of him being blind even though he's not blind uh starts to cause all these troubles in his life and he gets pulled in in again and again and again and and as things get deeper and deeper um, a murder occurs and then of course you know, he starts, he's like, I'm, you know, but he, he sees everything, not sees in quotes, but he actually sees it, um, or he sees the aftermath. Okay. And, let's, let's, before we get too much further, we, we, yeah. we have to announce that we got to spoil the film. Yeah. There will be cannot, spoilers tonight. There will be spoilers. We cannot talk about this film without spoilers. Right. For anybody who hasn't seen it, the surprises kind of right. build up and build up, but we're just going to say, if you don't want to spoil it, come back and watch yeah. this later, but uh, yeah. go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem at all. So, so basically what happens is, is this guy, you know, at, at first it starts out. And what I really liked about this movie is the way that you kept thinking, or at least for me, I kept thinking it was going to go down a certain path, right? But then it kept taking these great left turns, right? And it would kind of throw me for a new thing. Cause each time in my mind, you know, I know that this is, you know, like a two and a half hour film. And I, and I see that, oh, you know, about 45 minutes has gone by and I'm like, well, Okay, this is how it's going to play out. And I think, okay, this is going to take a while. And then a left turn hits. Um, and at first, you know, what happens is, you know, he's kind of creating this life. He's, you know, he has a relationship with this absolutely um, adorable girl next door type. She's the daughter of the owner of the restaurant that he's playing in. And then the next thing you know, you start to think, well, maybe he's not going to tell anybody about the crime he's just witnessed because... Well, he doesn't want to lose all that. He doesn't want to lose. He's getting a great deal on his apartment, apparently, because he's 
you know, he's blind. And so it's like a, he gets a grant to stay in this apartment for very little money. It's like rent control. Uh, but because he's an artist uh, with, you know, who's um, sight impaired, right? Um, so you start to think, well, maybe he's not going to do the right thing because of all of this. But lo and behold, he goes to the to the police station and turns out, well, guess what? The guy who was involved in the killing, he's, he's like the commander. He's like the captain of the police. I knew, listen, I knew as soon as he walked into the police station, that, that, that guy was going to walk out. I yeah. knew it. I don't know why I knew it. I just knew it. Didn't, didn't matter. It was still great, but yeah. I knew it. And, but like I said, what I, I liked most about this film was all of the turns that like every time you thought it was going to play out in a certain way, it really kept me guessing, which, you know, not to pat myself too strongly on the back, takes a lot. You know, I've seen a lot of movies. And sometimes, you know, you can see the twist coming a mile away. And I thought I could in a lot of these situations. But there was twist after twist. Um, and it didn't get old. That's the thing I really liked. You know, sometimes you, you watch a film and you go, okay, this is straining any sort of credulity, right? Because it's too many twists and you're like, this would never work out. But for some reason, I, I was with this movie the whole way through, even though the twists kept getting a little bit more ridiculous. And then, of course, at the very end, it kind of throws this one final twist in there that maybe he's a completely unreliable narrator and you're not really sure what you've... Kaiser Soze. Very, very much, yeah. That's yeah. the way of looking at it, John. Kaiser Soze. So I obviously, I really enjoyed this film from beginning to end. Jump in. What did you guys think? Well, um, go ahead, Sean. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, and I'm going to, of course, be spoiling it, is, well, at first, I, w I wanted to make sure I was watching the right film because it opens with this farmer walking down with a gun in a field. And then, of course, it's an Indian movie, so we have a rabbit, but it's a CG rabbit. And the rabbit is the fakest-looking rabbit I've ever seen. And I'm sitting there watching it like, why are we watching a movie with a guy walking through a field about to shoot a rabbit? This doesn't sound like our And movie. on top of that, it was an old-style rifle. Mm -hmm. yeah. It looked like it wasn't in, I don't know what time frame it was supposed to be, but it definitely, once you get into the film, you realize that's not the same. Something was off about that scene, and it, obviously it well, resolves itself. It paid off at the end. Yeah. Beautifully. Because the rabbit was blind too. Right. The rabbit is at least blind in one eye. Right. One yeah, eye. Pretty obvious. Which our which our hero, our hero, well, who you're rooting yeah. for we, through this. We use thing. the term loosely. <laughs> Not quite. Now, since Sean froze, I'll jump in a little bit. My typical, I had to get it through the first twenty minutes of a film was not the case on this one. This one had me from the get. I understand that that rabbit scene at the beginning was a little bit like unusual. So. And then it paid off as soon as I saw the poon sign, the sign right. that I go, that's the same. And then all that stuff happens at the end, which was just glorious. Go ahead, Sean. You froze. I just jump in. Go ahead. Finish up. Okay. But to me. Or not. Um, so uh, I just want to say we, we've thrown out uh, comparisons to Fargo, I think, was thrown out. Yeah. Tarantino was thrown uh, out. Um Sean, you keep freezing, so we're just going to go until you, you get a good good signal, okay? Um, anyway, lots of comparisons to other films, rightfully so, because this, okay. had, elements, this had elements for, from a lot of different, yeah. different genres and directors. Um, and it did keep me guessing, especially the turn, the kidney turn, the turn where well, you think... Well, the organ transplant turn. The organ, well, the, yeah. the illegal Harvesting organ transplant turn. <laughs> With the guy who rode, who was riding his the 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 scooter or whatever the the you know the, basically a taxi driver that was taking him around everywhere, um, and the lady who was the lottery lady who yeah. turns out to be an evil son of a bitch. I mean, just amazing, amazing. And this you know again back to these movies where they're so earnest in their singing and the music is so poppy and beautiful and and frankly, especially when you watch the scene where the um, the wife that does the murder comes into the restaurant he's playing at like every music he's playing when people are around seems to be a soundtrack for the film i mean essentially because he's i think even that song mentions the devil or something i don't know what when i read about it but just what they were doing around the scenes was just very into very uh in in, in uh, very smart very smart it was awesome and so i have a lot of things i want to talk about but i wonder other people talk about the film 
uh, before we move on because of some questions I have and some. I, I I love this movie. I mean, I was bowled over by it. I, it wasn't what I was expecting. First of all, it was contemporary, which we haven't watched. In, I don't think we've watched yeah. any film that was contemporary. But that's what was confusing about that first scene. It's like what's yeah, going but that, on? I didn't I didn't pick up like on the age of the rifle. I I just like I said, oh, okay, this is a typical Indian movie because it's. This thing's out of left field. I don't get this. And then they cut right into the guy. Um, so, so I, I really got into it. And then when he pulled the uh, contact lenses off his eyes and he could see, I was like, what the hell is going on? And then they played on that. And then that entire murder scene, which oh did you, God. did you know that the, uh, see me and, and the guy did not rehearse that scene. So that was all improvised. They only knew where the cameras were going to be. They had, they didn't rehearse any movement about uh, getting rid of the body, putting it in the suitcase, all that stuff. So that was completely improvised because the director wanted it to be spontaneous. But that scene where you, where you know, he, you know what's funny about that scene? And, and this isn't a criticism, but I thought it would have been, maybe Sean can answer this from a screenwriting standpoint. I thought the payoff would have been much bigger had after that scene, he goes back to his hotel, his apartment, pulls off the contacts and now you realize he can see no because the freaking whole point out about what is, saw. john the whole point is he can see especially that scene when he walks in the bathroom and he turns and the guy's in the corner with right. the gun the whole point is he's pulling it off because he can yeah, see but wouldn't that his reaction to that oh yeah yeah i guess so because that right, one you scene. need no you need to know that he can see because i didn't catch that uh i didn't catch that that was the same guy was the police guy right away i oh didn't catch God. that yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, see that because he well, looked the, much. He looked much bulkier than that. Well. The the other the other thing with that being blind is that you. All I knew about this movie was uh, a blind man witnesses a crime he shouldn't be able to witness. It's literally the only line I read about the movie. I didn't know anything about it, so I started watching the movie, and it's like this romantic comedy, and then. Um, you find out he's not really blind. So that's tension immediately into that's the whole great. story and what's his relationship going to be with a girl. And then when you see those legs sticking out oh, from yeah. the wall, I yeah. was like, oh, I, but it was wow. also a I note totally on the there piano. was some crime part of this movie. He, he so played a note on the piano when they showed the legs, too. No, that's so, what I mean. He's, his, his music was the soundtrack yeah, to yeah. the film. When you watch those, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, let, let me go back to one point. You know, Hitchcock talked about this all the time, the difference between surprise where you get one shock and suspense that will run through a whole scene. So, you know, it would be a great shock if he got home and took out the contacts and you realized he right. could But this gave tremendous suspense. Right, that's true. Oh, that's true. Oh, that was amazing. He's sitting there, and then you cut to the angle, and you could see the guy's legs. And then I guess he needed to go to the bathroom after that. And then he goes to the bathroom, and he's led in there. And then you see the angle. There's a guy there, a half naked guy there in a t-shirt holding a gun. But it's the, his reaction, yeah. like to think that quick. The other thing is to be that quick on your feet. Right. To pretend. Now he's been doing it for to a long react. Time. Right. Yeah, he's, he's been doing it for a long time. So I guess he's practiced at it. But even, like, even like you, Debbie was mentioning the scream mask, that scene where. Right. Yeah. Where well, she kept testing him. She kept yeah. testing him. Yeah. But, but that was the way they shot that bathroom that. scene. I mean, you know, at the angle they shot it, you, you looks like he's alone. All of a sudden, the camera starts That's moving. That's what I mean. And That's now you why see the guy right there. He has and that to be woman, Tubi, uh, uh, Tubi, uh, is that her name? Yeah, she's, she's taboo. taboo. She's phenomenal. The most evil character I've ever seen in a movie in a long time, and she played it just deliciously. I mean, it was it was great the way she yeah. played it. And, and you, you didn't were hoping. Hate her. Well, I, I hate, hate her. her. I wanted to I get her come up at the end. I did you know, too, but still, when she that scene where she off. took off, you go, "Oh, she's showing a little mercy. She's going to let the guy go." And then all of a sudden, she peels around and starts going at him. Going, that bitch is going to die. She's got to die. So I, I love this movie. It, it was, it took so many. It, it was like so many different movies, and I felt like when they started doing the harvesting i said wow this this movie really took a dark turn and i you know i thought they were really going to cut him off well, first i thought she killed him so i didn't i didn't see that coming but then she blinded him which was which was yes. awful yeah. but well, then when they're going to what the term for that and this, you know this is a classic screenplay thing if you could pull it off and if that's what you call a classic reversal yeah. you know if like if you saw the movie the panic room you know, where Jodie Foster and her daughter are trapped there by a burglar in a panic room. And then halfway through the film, she gets out and the guy is trapped in there with the 
but still has the daughter hostage. You know, it's a classic reversal. And in this film, the guy's pretending he can see. I mean, pretending he can't see, and he can see. And in the second half of the film, he's literally blinded, and at times is pretending he can see. You know, so, I mean, I couldn't think of a more brilliant way to do a reversal than that. Well, there's lots of reversals going on in this Yeah, this was just such a perfect film. And in the sense that it's like everybody who was evil, there were a lot of people... Like they were he, all evil. Mooley and the and the mother, you know, it's like, the, I would say the son is like the only decent person completely in the movie because he, like, objected to taking out two of his well, Yeah. I and mean, was like, he only wanted to take one kidney. He didn't want to yeah, take yeah, both of them. I mean, you know, that well, son, was he the son of the... Ethical, that shows you the ethical nature of the people in the business, that the, the nice guy is the one who's only going to steal one, one of his kidney. kidney. <laughs> and... Um, you know, that, you know, had they had they played the plot properly, they may have ended up with money, and the kid wouldn't have died, and the woman wouldn't have been, you know. So, and then that reversal—it's like where he's got to think: Am I going to work with the girl? Because when they come back, they've tied me up. Right. They want to kill me, and then he decides to work with the worst person in the film. Right. And gets beat to crap with a crutch. And I want to tell you, as as crazy as everything was, when he got off, and for the people, there was a witness. She didn't witness the murder, but she realized there was a nosy neighbor across. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Witnessed that, you know, no, it wasn't just the piano player. It wasn't the husband. There was another man in there, and she's telling this to a police guy. And she, and so when he's still, our hero's still pretending to be blind, he's going to give a piano lesson. He sees uh, Taboo yeah. murder. The yeah, as the elevator door opens. Yeah, as the elevator door opens. She's flipping her over the balcony. And then he's, of course, still has to pretend he hasn't seen any. Well, the scene when she refers to it later on, you killed your husband. He was the only one. I didn't do it. Well, you you killed the neighbor. Oh, she deserved it. She was nosy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's that nice, but awesome. I liked her. But then she says, but I liked her. She was nice. Yeah. I have one question. I'm confused about the husband's murder. Because I, I don't know, if I, I didn't sleep through this one. I watched the whole thing. I swear to everybody. <laughs> all right, let me just say that from the get. Did he shoot himself, or did the other guy shoot him? Because they did the flashback, well, they never, but they, they never, never got to the point. It was, it was, it was a accident. little confusing. I could see how you might think that, but because the 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 gunshot was in his throat, I wasn't yeah. sure if we were going to find out that there was some kind of an accident because we don't know whose gun it is. At she first, kinda kind of said we didn't murder. But she she killed him. But she's saying it's an accident that he came home right. to right. surprise me. We weren't planning on murdering him. But then when he showed up, uh uh oh, we killed him. Right. I mean, then that that was not a planned like we're going to kill my husband and run away together. I thought it was. An, they I definitely thought he murdered slipped him. and shot himself. But they didn't show that. They showed up I, to the I, point. I hundred percent could see how you thought that. I thought that might be a possibility but that didn't turn out to be what happened so i just think that they uh encountered each other and he dropped the stuff and was shocked and uh they just shot him yeah i'm gonna go with uh the policeman slash lover and uh the guy because the guy has the gun struggle for the gun i think they struggle for the gun they obviously the guy's a young super strong Weightlifter yeah. type of guy, he's not going to have too much trouble overpowering an older, out of out, out of shape actor. Do you know what I mean? But they and never showed that. That was not. You never see it. You know, you're right. Because right. I thought it too. Because when it looked like it was in the bottom of his throat, where somebody might, you know, just in some sense of just horrible shame, just kill themselves. Now yeah. was that actor? Those clips they went back. Yes, and kept they were really him. I know the one. Him. He really was really a, a cool. Bollywood star in the 70s. That's Musical, so cool. too. That is yeah. so cool. And then they did Which a whole credit cool. bed with all the piano, very, the Indian I piano points. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was great. And the fact that he was in, I thought he was the most appealing thing about the movie. So he I was, was kind of surprised. More appealing than the cute girlfriend, the cute meat where she runs him over. And yeah. that woman was, a, that woman's adorable. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the two ladies they picked for this film are great in the sense that uh, Taboo, the woman who plays Simi, she's just obviously oh, she like great. mother level gorgeous. Yeah. But and the and the actress that plays Sophie has that perfect, you know, girl next door kind oh, she's of definitely that's, cuteness that's, that is you know hard to. And but again, a lot of kid slapping in this film. Oh, that kid did deserve it. That little bastard. <laughs> well, he kind of did. <laughs> Hold up, <laughs> holding up the phone on the stick. That was so funny. He knew. He knew the guy wasn't blind. though. that's yeah, what he great about I knew it was that. I knew from. 
even before there was a murder plot that this kid was going to cause him a lot of problems. Well, I just and the, and the and the nice girl, the only innocent one really in the film, is the the, the girlfriend, and she she slapped that kid pretty hard. Yeah, um, yeah. What I just uh, we can talk a little bit more, but I want to get into the ending a little bit and what that might have meant or didn't mean. Um, Debbie, what what did you uh, what were your thoughts? Well, it cracked me up so much. I mean, each part of that film. There was just uh, just hilarious because you know that he he could see everything and he played it so well. Yeah, you know the you say that what was not rehearsed and I could I could see how they how they could pull it off without cracking up. You know, especially when she had the scream mask on her head. You know, well she knew it though she knew it. Yeah, and eventually she pulls the gun out and that's that's when he gave yes. up the whole thing. Yeah. So. Well, she put the poison in the drink first. Well, I know. I knew that she poisoned the... That's the other thing. I knew that she poisoned that offering she gave him because he spilled the drink. He spilled the drink. And that's when he realized, oh, that offering you gave me is what... Right. Well, that's when she pulled the gun on him. No, no, no. Well, after, yeah. When he knocked over the drink. Right. But I I thought he was dead, too. I thought that was it. It's over for him. Well, I don't know this, but I think she gave him a gummy. No. I, I, no, look, it's like a peach or something. I don't know. I don't know what it came from. She, that you no, I think that was a religious tradition. Yeah, I think so. She came from a funeral. She said she this is an offering or something. So I, do, I, I, do. I suspect that we will find out those details in the comments. I, hope I do, do have a question have, right away. Why were they so... He gave no indication that he could see. So why were they so skeptical about him not really being blind? I didn't understand that because he really... He came well, into it... Oh, I, I think I think that I think the big thing that concerned them was when he um, was blind the whole time that he was in the apartment, and then he went straight to the police station. I got to report a murder, and then the murderer, like you said, was the cop who was there. Right. I think then they were like, oh, okay. "Okay, something is wrong." That's here. what gave it up. Okay, that's what gave it up. Yeah. All right. And that that scene, sense. that scene about. where they quickly flash and he confesses and he jumps up yeah. and he's yeah. screaming that. <laughs> Really, really, really. I mean, but I knew, for some reason, I knew that. He could have saved a lot of lives if he really did that once the thing was there. Well, I mean, then you meet the doctor who's cutting the kidneys out and the lottery lady who's part of that scheme. I mean, the the layers of layers of stuff going on here. And then, ultimately, that guy's stuck in the elevator, right? The cop's in the elevator. What? Nobody knows. No, he shoots himself. When did he shoot himself? When the lights go out, he fires his gun, and then he yells in pain. Oh, I heard so. the ricochets. I ricochet. Yeah, so I, I, I assume we, we've left him to uh, to bleed to death. To bleed in out in there? Which is oh, I, I forgot. Fair, yeah, that's, but, a, that's a fitting ending for him. And even the, even the police inspector's wife. Oh, yeah. On and says, go set, you know, fix this yeah. mess. You know, everybody is so corrupt in, in this film. And I just want, I just want to say this, that... You know, I'm with um, everyone who's who's mentioned this, is that this film takes one left turn. It really, you know, in a modern screenplay, you have to escalate, escalate, escalate. And this film does such a great job of escalating the tension and escalating the humor, you know, the uh, black humor at every level. And then this does this classic reversal where now suddenly he's blind and, you know, will he be able to convince anyone, even if he could have gone to the press then? Because everyone knew he was blind. It's like, wait a minute, you're saying you saw all this? Well, let's test you are blind. You know, I mean, it was, it was just classic. And, you know, before we go any further, I do want to say this film is dying for an American remake. You know, oh, of all yeah. the films we've looked at, you could remake this one with big Hollywood stars and it would could it could be just you know I wouldn't say just as good because I don't know about that, Sean. I think part of what makes part of what makes this work is the earnestness of the characters, like the the music, the the music that he's playing, and I just don't see how. I mean, it would be. I think it would. I think it would be a much more serious. Isn't the right word, but you know. Eight head, eight heads in a duffel bag. No, you know, no, those kind I, the of movies that, that would be closest to me would be burn with, you know, burn after maybe, me. maybe that one woman's desire to get to get plastic surgery ends up into this international thing with spies yeah. that ends up with a lot of people being dead, and even the people at the top of the CIA like 
Well, that taught us a lesson. I don't know what it taught us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we should do idea. that again. You know, to me, well, the movie, the movie's already been remade a couple of times in um, into Tamil and Telugu. Um, the, what I was reading about is that everybody thinks that those movies are uh, either fine or just inessential, especially Simi's role because Taboo is, I mean, she's a, just a legend. She's done movies that are Hindi and Telugu and, She's been, she was in Life of Pi and, um, that Miranair film that was, uh, the book adaptation like 15 years ago. She's, she's just a, you know, a huge star. So anybody that, that takes that type better. of role is going to have to compete with that. And but, it was written for her. Uh, the director said, yeah, she, it was, she was I mean, the only one. The movie's was built around, yeah, built around her. I, I, I did not like the movie as much as you guys did, but I liked parts of it a lot. I liked, um, I liked her performance a lot. Like that moment when we, discovered that she has really blinded him is really shocking that's how cruel she is and i think um it it keeps it keeps taking all these turns that we've been talking about but it's also i I feel like the comedy and the um the thriller parts the some of the funny stuff is funny and some of the thriller stuff is quite intense and well done i feel like it keeps bouncing off of each other as I'm watching it. Like I want the tension to ramp up. Like I, I feel like it's like there's one merciless edit just running through the movie. That's going to cut out like maybe 20 minutes and make the whole thing a lot tighter. Cause what there is now is not bad, but I kept feeling like it, it never quite picked up the momentum and certain things like the whole scene where they're both in the room in the uh, clinic and Simi's tied to the wheelchair and he's able to free himself, and then she's trying to get her thing out and talking him around. I felt like that went on forever, and that scene is not inessential. It's how they escape and everything. But I felt like there were there were examples of that that just didn't really work for me. And I especially the the way that the humor undercut the tension for me because the movie I kept thinking of, which it's it's not fair to compare maybe one of the best movies of this kind of movie ever to this movie and say, well, it's not, this isn't a good movie because this was a good movie. I kept thinking of Snatch because Snatch, it's just so fast and so intense and it throws a lot of characters at you and a lot of unexpected twists and turns. And like that movie is, is very funny. It's, it's very like, upsetting when brad pitt's mother gets burned to death it's very satisfying when he gets his violent revenge uh there's all these things so i don't have a problem with the tones crashing into each other but i don't think that they work as well in this film and so i didn't i didn't love it but i i mean i thought it was it was good but it, it could have been it was less than the sum of its parts i think well that's funny well, you I mentioned snatch you mentioned snatch and the difference for me, because I love this film, the difference is I like these characters. As evil and despicable as they were, for some reason, it's her power. Her power was overwhelming. I just found her like I couldn't take my eyes off what she was doing. And I liked him, the main guy, the character, the blind guy. So I bought into these guys, and I wanted to see what happened. I didn't mind this movie taking two and a half hours because every like we keep talking about these left turns but every turn it takes it was like this can't get any crazier than that and i didn't find it like laugh out loud funny i didn't find this comical i found it just it was skating that edge of being a little farcical because that you know the doctor was a little you know he was a little out of it and 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 the two other characters that end up he ends up dying and you know getting shot and was that his mother were they mother son or husband wife I think they were mother son. Are you sure? That's the vibe I got. I thought he, because someone said, well, he's much younger than you are. I thought that was her husband, but okay. That's again in the comments. Let me know. I think, I think that, uh, I don't have a problem with, with no one in the movie being a good guy. I mean, burn after reading is an interesting comparison, but that movie is maybe 90 minutes. So it's just a much tighter thing. It did remind me of another movie, an American movie that is to me, a trash classic, um, which is wild things. And oh, yeah. that movie has just twist after twist after twist, and yeah. they're they're just as ridiculous, and they're really satisfying. And yeah, great, and great film. that was I had more fun with that movie. This sure. uh, this is um to me this is on that spectrum. Yeah, um, it's certainly closer to a movie like that than to just a straight Hitchcock film because it has the humor. And I also yeah. think that the fact that there's as much dark comedy in it. 
um, and the tonal shifts in it, that's to me very Bollywood. That's very, I was about to a, say. just a different approach to how those tones mix. Like in the, in the first 40 minutes of Bahu Bali, there's stuff that's just, it's just silly. Oh, these tall, so, we, we've just, you know, and that. so They're to me, that, tall. that was not as extreme in this movie. No, but this it's one, not this just, one was more, yeah, so it's, yeah more it's not, it's not just t- Bollywood. Obviously it's Tollywood too, but it's, it's an Indian cultural yeah. difference, I think. So, well, and they, you'd think at any minute they're going to go into a song too. I'm still waiting for that. And they kind of, you know, were hinting that a little bit. And I've been movie. listening, I've been listening to the soundtrack. There's some really great stuff on there. I'm, I mean, almost all the music, like film? you said, is, yeah, yeah, it's diegetic and, uh, you know, he's actually playing it in the film and, yeah. The, um, the song, the, the, the song that's basically, it's basically the theme and it's what he's playing as an instrumental version. And then is the Wo Ladaki song that, um, he's playing in the pub in Poland at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a great song. And unlike some of the songs that we've encountered in these movies, when you see the lyrics in translation, you don't go, well, wow, that's really on the nose because I think the translation is more helpful, uh, to him remembering this girl. So it's kind of neat when this girl walks up to him while yeah, he's yeah. playing. Now, to me, this guy, the main character, Akesh, I think that's his Akash. Akash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he reminded me of Jerry Lewis. What? Jerry Lewis in... Um, Buddy Love. Yes. Exactly. He was I, I, he, no, to me, he looked like Barton Fink at the end. Okay, that's all. There's a little, say. there's a little turtle. The glasses there, and the yeah. hair, the round glasses and the hair that he had. He was amazing in this role. I mean, I, 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 I found him I amazing. Well, One playing the blind was he, the, yeah, he played it so right. well. He did. Yeah, he convinced us. And he did all his own playing. They said uh, he took lessons. He was a musician, but he didn't play the piano. He took lessons in L.A. three hours a day for two months. Then he practiced. I didn't know uh, that. Wow. Yeah. Then he practiced. Uh, I think for five months. So every shot of him playing, including the close-ups on his hands, Those that was him? all him playing. Wow. I will yeah. say, because, you know, I, I used to play the piano. And I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm thinking, man, his fingers seem to be in the right place. Yeah. But I didn't think an actor could play the piano. Yeah. And they well, were. The cat, the cat didn't do too bad either. That was a big deal the at the direction. He wanted to cat. do that. He, 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 he's a big star, and he had to fight for this role because the director did not see him. He's a DJ in the lead or role. something. He right? did. And he's got a great singing voice, too. Great singing voice. I didn't star. see him in the role. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's talk well, about the end. I do want to say, but, what? you know, anyone out there who's a Hollywood producer, you want to make this film American version. You want me to write it. Oh, God. I want to write it. And I'm going to take care of your problems by making it tighter. Could you not be so... A thousand subs, and now you want to write Hollywood Can I ask you a question? Oh, my God. Is that pandering what he just did or no? Sort of. No, that's that's not really pandering. That's more like... Begging? Yeah, it's like it's like a, a desperate self promotion at an industry that isn't looking for any of us. So I don't I don't think Jesus. that's going to be the best way to approach it. But Sean, Sean I am I am rooting for you. Know. You're my you, friend, Sean. You're man. ruthless. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I, I agree with you, Sean. This would make a. I think American remake would be good in. This, I don't know about movie. that. I, I don't do. think we have. I think we're yeah, too I cynical. I think it would be much nastier than this is. Nasty more interesting. This was pretty nasty. I think it's more interesting as an Indian version of. American of Western film. It's more interesting as an Indian version of a Hitchcock film or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah, well, their take on and it. Then, you, know, you can go back and forth, but... but well, even the uh, big- uh, wait, well, uh, the original, did you know, they originally wanted to call it uh, Shoot the Piano Player. Oh, did they? they? they yeah, they did, Funny. but they ended up not calling it because it sounded too American. Right. Yeah. That's why they went with that title. Now, remember, the, big, the big burly weightlifting cop really was out. a big pushover with his own wife. He was a big baby yeah, with well, her. I mean, yeah. these guys all had different... Uh, well, with that scene where she was shooting at him through the yeah. door. Yeah, they were dropping in and out of English was coming in and out. Well, that was... It. I found that really... Too. Is that typical? Yes. Yeah. So that I, really- I tried to I tried to watch some um, some talk show appearances of uh, the RRR cast yeah. and director, and they kept fooling me because the the clip would begin and they'd come out and the host would say very excited uh, these people from RRR and then immediately switch to Hindi or Telugu and I was like God damn it I can't watch that either but so is- I think that it just switches back and forth in certain words like that's that's what happens when you get colonized for a century and languages so, so, bleed into each other so that's true like in India that's how people talk. They talk a yeah. little English. Oh, because yeah. it, it wasn't like that in any other movies we've watched. Not to that extent, anyway. All right, let's talk about the ending. Yes, let's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so the, the-, the one theory is that um, she that didn't happen at all. Yeah, it was a story. It was a con job. That he he said that to Sophie just to make himself come off as better. Right. That that everything stopped. I think when he got dropped. No, that he actually they actually okay. So when that happens, when she turns the car around, mm-hmm. goes at him. The the rabbit gets shot at. The rabbit ends up hitting the windshield and she crashes. When you see that explosion, there's a there's a plane that's going past his head. And the theory is that that's the Learjet that picked him up, took him to Mumbai, took her liver, and gave him the eyes. That's actually what he did. And then I believe that. And then played up the blindness again to become famous again, and that's where she meets him in Poland. And he kind of hits that off by his cane has got the rabbit head on it, and then he kicks the can with the cane, which means he could see the can. Right. You know that's that's so, how that's how I that's how I read the ending. That basically yeah. uh, everything after. Um, uh, him, because that's when it breaks when he's telling her the story and then right. she says what happens next. It's everything from the doctor getting out of the car and getting right. killed. Yeah. Uh, that none of that happened. They did go to Saudi Arabia. They did do all the things that you said. And I think that's, that's interesting because, um, as we said, nobody in this movie is good, but he, if he is part of that, that's pretty horrific. But also, she was also pretty she horrific. It. But and then Sophie he did it. He did it basically so that he could see again, which I understand. But also to become famous. So there's the idea that just because you're an artist doesn't mean that you have any purity or anything good is also interesting. So it was uh, it was good. I did not expect that final little shot. But the whole unreliable narrator thing to me was introduced. Uh, too late. It wasn't like Usual Suspects where you can go back through the whole movie and see the stuff on the bulletin board and see all those things. But um, I see what they were going for with the like the rabbit head cane and stuff. So I thought that was uh, it was an exciting ending, which I enjoyed. Well, he was an unreliable narrator through the whole film. I mean, there was no. Well, he lied no to people, but we didn't know that he was uh, he was telling a story that we were watching that we couldn't rely on. Right. right. Well, I think that, only the, the end was a lie. I think right. All- right. Well, his blindness was a lie. Yeah, I mean, no, but, but the but same as being unreliable. As opposed to like all these people and getting also, killed. And was, also what was a lie too was his, his uh, sincerity. Towards the know, girl. Towards I don't, was that a lie? Was he, was that all fake? No, I think he really cared about yeah, it. I don't, yeah. sure. And then he, he says, oh, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm blind. Well, once she realized that he wasn't blind, when, when the kids showed the, the video, then she slapped got slapped. Yeah. <laughs> well, then she was. Then he was in bed, you know, with with Simi. Well, I mean, she played it up. She was she great. Thought, that's yeah. again yeah. that woman. So, listen, uh, but uh, I, the, I saw an interview. That's a good point to bring up, you know, because he finally had the chance at the end to make it. If he if he really cared about the girl, he could have told her the truth that he could see, but he lied to her at the end. So obviously. You know, he wasn't like hoping to get back with her. Wouldn't no, he, he cared about being famous. Right. Chris, Chris is dying to say something. Chris, say it. Say it. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here. This, you know, I, I find a cash to be one of those kind of long line, a line of uh, charming con men and grifters that we have encountered throughout cinema. Um, he kind of reminded me a little bit of like the short con character that um, John Cusack played in The Grifters. Oh, it's you know, film. He's great film. such a great movie, right? Yeah. So he's the guy that's just kind of doing these little things. He's right. kind of, you know, hey, I'm pretending to be blind. Yeah, it helps me be a better thing, but I'm also getting really great rent, you know? I don't know what the rupee to uh, dollar conversion is, but 500 rupees doesn't seem like a lot uh, for a decent, you know, place in a decent part of town. Um but that being said, you know, it's funny. It's like he goes through this and he, and, he, and he starts to encounter people who are really bad, right? Not just kind of, hey, I'm a right. bit of a scammer. Not I'm like a evil. Bit, I'm a bit of a scumbag. You know, I'm going to let this girl think I'm blind and I'm going to go ahead and sleep with her and do all this stuff. I do love the fact that when the whole reason he pulls those things out of his eyes so fast is he's got to check her out, right? Like right. that's what he does. That's the that whole reason. Yeah, you know, and when he takes like, his shirt off to make sure she's looking at him, he goes to he goes to pull his pants down too because he knows she's coming around the corner. No, he was definitely a grifter, no doubt. You know, I mean, but, he definitely had that. But when I you don't know. get to the end, like charming, he's kind of gone fully into the I won't say to the dark side, but like he's definitely gone. You know what? I'm not going to tell her about this because hey, who knows if she would blow him out of the water again to find out he's just pulling his old tricks again? You know, I um, saw I saw uh, an interview with the director. And all the editors on the film 
wanted him to be blind at the end. They did not want that kicking the can thing at the end. Mm -hmm. The director wanted it, and his rationale was he wanted to show that the lead character was just as evil, and that was his word, yeah, is just as right. evil as everybody else. Because not only did the uh, girl get the uh, the kidney uh, overseas, because now they had money, but he also got the eyes, too. So yes. he, he said that is an evil character, and I wanted to show that at the very end. But leave it a little bit ambiguous, but in his mind, he was an evil guy. Not as evil as everybody, well, I mean... Well, at the end, he is. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he is. Right at the end, he is. He, yeah. That's why, yeah. He's yeah, part of is Sophie. So. Sophie's the only innocent, right. I feel like, in this film. Well, and her dad, Franco, and, and um, the, well, the, the, the husband that's the victim of the crime. Like The neighbor. There are, there are the neighbor. There are regular people that um, that are in this movie that are that are touched by this evil, which I think is an important part of it because it's one thing for him to get blinded by someone who's awful and eventually he's as awful as she is. But, you know, to, that, sh that scene where the elevator doors open and she's throwing the neighbor yeah. over the balcony. <laughs> Me. That was shocking. That was like the Departed or Infernal Affairs when uh, Anthony Wong and in Infernal Affairs and I guess it's Martin Sheen just comes flying off the building behind Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like w I did not expect that, but yeah. it's also very cruel, and that person didn't deserve that. That's true. Now that's true, here's that's true but it was still funny. I mean, it was funny. No, it was it was like a he's still out of very darkly comic <laughs> shot. Yeah, he had to pretend. He thinks he, he can walk he around and be, yeah, be sighted. You know, as soon as he leaves the car and the doors, he goes in the apartment, he's, he's looking around already. So sure. he didn't expect that. And he, the way he caught himself, that's the, anyway, I loved it. I loved him and I loved the great, the, the evil woman. I don't know. She was sounds, great. Ta listen, taboo. Oh, is I love Sophie too. Actress. Sophie, I yeah. felt bad for Sophie. I felt like she got the short end of that stick. So. Yeah. She was lucky. She loved him. Yeah. She's lucky that she didn't end up with him. I like yeah. to say something. This yes. is the first film I remember. Maybe there's another one, Sean, that you or anybody else who can remember that deals with, uh, you know, organ uh, stealings. You always have that as a legend. No, there's a there's a the awesome. Gene Hackman and uh, Hugh there's Grant great, does something where they're taking kidneys out of there's uh, a great homeless film. people in the subway. Chris yeah, is going to say what I think I'm going to say. Go ahead, Chris. Dirty Pretty Things. Oh my God, that movie is so good. Yes, it is so phenomenal. good. Um, that's an excellent movie though. about immigrant hotel workers, and one of them discovers a heart in a toilet, and they realize that there's a whole organ uh, theft ring going through their hotel. It's a Stephen Frears movie. It's mm -hmm. got um, um, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor and um, what's her name from uh, Amelie? I'm t Audrey Tattoo yeah. and a bunch of other. It's that, that movie's got to be 20 years old. I go, still Debbie. remember that. Put movie. that on your list. Dirty okay. Pretty Things is an oh, excellent awesome. movie. Hey, and didn't and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Stephen Frears direct The Grifters too? I think he did. Uh, yes, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. He, he's he's, a talent. Talent. he's yeah. good for the seamy underbelly type of. That movie. is Grifters is a great. Film. Yeah, that is a great film. I've right, only well, watched that review. once because of the scene when Cusack gets killed. I can't watch that movie because is, of that scene. Is that when Angelica Houston gets a cigar put out on her hand? That one really well, kind of Well, how about Bobo, Bobo beating her with the oranges? oranges. That was yeah, pretty bad. At the end. That scene so, at the end is just... doesn't actually do Because it's his mother. His mother is It's not just that. The way he goes. I mean, with that glass sticking out of his neck. It was just awful. All right, let's review this one and talk about what we're going to try to do for the next... Yeah. Next show. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately say yippee kaye right up there. Yeah, me too. Yippee kaye. Yippee kaye, mother podcast. podcaster. Drew. Yeah, yippee kaye. I mean, it's a there good film. Go. I didn't like it as much as you guys, but I I did find it entertaining. And and when I started to feel like okay, this is really too long, the ending was uh, was pretty fun. So that was nice to have yeah. a payoff. I really I really enjoyed this, and um, I wasn't finding myself having the same problems I have. Uh, it was nice I, to watch I, a contemporary movie, too. Well, I knew where I was. The, yeah. Again, the, the shot at the beginning was a little bit like, why am I seeing that old-style rifle? Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I didn't, that I didn't, kind I didn't of threw catch me off. that. But then as soon as I saw, like I said, the, the stone there that gave the... Yeah, the, the marker. The, the marker. Immediately, it was amazing. Immediately, I'm like, oh, we're back to that spot again. So I knew something was going to happen to her, which is great. It was great. Well, plus, also, that's the clue to the ending, because right. that uh, the blind rabbit right. uh, yeah. gets away. Yeah, and he gets away, but he's not even really blind. You just you just think he's blind if you saw him on the street. So right, everything about him is a lie except his incredible musical talent. All right, so here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to go to a movie theater to see Kantara. 
which is still playing here in the States. Which uh, a lot of you have been telling us to go see. Limited, limited. So a few yeah, of us are very trying limited. to get to a movie theater to go yeah. see that this week. If I don't think we I'll be able to find it. If we don't, what we thought we would do is watch the second film that was in the poll. It got, I think, 35% of the vote, or somebody said, I forget. Oh, and thanks for participating in the poll, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. That's you. fantastic. And obviously, in the comments, give us other suggestions. Even our other shows that we do. Oh, about, we don't have to tell them that, Ralph. They've been doing that on every film we ever show. Even our DVD hunting shows are giving us yeah, Indian films great. to go watch. So, uh, the movie's called Padmavat. Padmavat. I think. Sorry for like, interrupting the show, but we just came out of... A screening of Cantera in lovely downtown Germantown, Maryland. All I can say is one thing. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Amazing film. A little bit loud at the beginning. The, the theater had the, the sound blaring. As usual, we didn't understand any of it. Maybe some English uh, language speaking might have helped. But uh, it, it took place in, it ended up taking place in 1970, right? 90, no, 90. 1990. So still a little confusing with timelines and things like that and mythology, but an amazing film. What do you think? Well, it was a little more complicated because it dealt with a lot of issues we don't deal with in this country, like the rights of villagers and their lands. Versus the rights of reserved forests and normal forests and the landlords. Demi- plus the demigods. Yeah, yeah the demigods, landlords. Uh, like I said, lots of mythology. Little bit predictable, I'm not going to lie. It didn't take away from any of it. The guy playing the cop looked a little like, like The Rock, a skinny version of The Rock. Very like handsome. The, rock. Uh, the main character, Shiva, was another compelling, just you couldn't take your eyes off this person. Just an amazing film. Can't wait to do a full review on the next show. What do you think? I think we should. Yeah, we definitely should. All right, get back to the show, and we'll see you guys in a week. Let's do a round of what'd you watch? Oh, jeez. All right, let's start with uh, Sean and Debbie. Well, Debbie wasn't watching it, but you know, on Halloween, I've been watching a lot of zombie stuff based on that Eye of the Duck thing. Yeah. But I decided to watch, you know, um, Fear the Walking Dead, which was, I guess, the first spinoff. Yeah. And th- when I watched that show originally, I liked season one. But got out of it early season two because I just didn't like it. But I decided I wanted to watch season one again. So I'm like four episodes in. And I think it's a good season one. It's short. I think it's nine episodes or less. And um, it's pretty good. But I remember like bailing on that series pretty quick, unlike Westworld, which I stayed for three seasons. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that Walking Dead I bailed after. Th- like I said, we talked about that last week, and I, don't, I haven't watched any of the other ones. But that Eye of the Duck is making me super interested in watching Dawn of the Dead again, and I just noticed that's playing at one of these theaters in 3D, the one from 79. <laughs> so that would be pretty wild to watch. And it turns out I have this beautiful DVD set that has all the versions of Dawn of the Dead because the director from Italy did a... Yeah, took his version, and it's a completely different version than, yeah. So, lots of fun. Debbie, see anything? Just the football game. Oh, and? The Ravens. Ravens won. Yeah. Okay. Do we like like it, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, just talking over the game? I absolutely love that Yeah, you know what I love the best? When they come back from a commercial and the play's already gone? I love that. That's the best part. You you guys have no... They're so funny, those two guys. All right, Chris. Ah, forget it. We won't talk about it. Chris, I'm going to be a bully and just keep moving. Okay, uh, real quick. By the way, check out the peripheral. I'm, four, I'm all four episodes in. It's like I said, I'm not even going to try to describe it. Just don't try to do anything else while you watch it. It's excellent. Uh, but it caused me to go down a little bit of a um, uh, science fiction futuristic hole uh, again. And um, on Tubi, the old Max Headroom TV show. Is oh, my out. God. So I actually Lord. watched like the first four my episodes. My Max. So um, that's the actual television show, not just the Showtime talk show he had. Right. But yeah, it's funny. That's a that's a that show is so like ahead of its time. Uh, yeah, but talk about a con job. I mean, they would you didn't they didn't tell you that was an actor for a long time. In oh that yeah, show. yeah. And I the funniest thing about it is is that Matt Fuhrer had to go through like hours of prosthetics yeah. to make him look computerized. Yeah, wasn't really computerized. Right. At all. Right. And it's just, he had all this process. Anyway, those are the two things I watched. Wow. And we link him to the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He's in I was the just thinking that, yeah. He right. got what he deserved in that he one, did. I guess. He died, he died like a... What son. about the peripheral? What's, what network is that on? Oh, that's on Amazon 
Prime. It's it's like I said, it's really good. I read the book, and um, they're definitely pumping up the action uh, from the book. Um, but yeah, it's I'm in. Like I said, it's four uh, four of the first of the eight episodes are out, and so far, man, I'm I'm in. I'm in all the way. Yeah, we talked about that last week too, uh, John. Uh, well, uh, TCM's got all the Universal Monster movies, uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Wolfman. I've been watching all of those. I just watched The Bride of Frankenstein last night, which I absolutely love. Uh, you know, I did a little thing, I did a little video short that Karloff didn't want the monster to speak. He thought it took away from the childlike quality. And watching it, yeah, it's, it's a little sappy, but his performance in it is so good because he speaks. Yeah. And he, he admitted later on in life that it was the right decision, even though he was against it. But it's such a, it's such a gothic. James Will did such a good job at that movie. But all those, I love all those universal monster movies. So if you get a chance to check them out, TCM's running them all right now. I also did a little spot with uh, The Bride of Frankenstein. You did? We did a show on it. Yeah. You want me to put the link in? I'll put the link in down below. All right, Drew. Well, I, like uh, Chris, went down a hole. Um, We've been watching more international movies, so I watched a movie that um, has been on my radar for, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years or something. Uh, It's called Viva Riva with an exclamation point. It's uh, the first movie shot in Congo in uh, 25 years when it was shot in, I think, 2010 uh, because uh, Mobutu Sesiseko, who was the uh, dictator who ruled Zaire, uh, didn't allow movies to be made. And this movie is a straight exploitation, violent, trash, fun, a really well done action movie about uh, a, a cocky guy who comes to Kinshasa and they shot it in the streets of Kinshasa, which is a terribly poor place. And he has a truck full of drums of gasoline from Angola that he can sell and make a lot of money, except the Angolans that he um, stole it from are very upset at him and follow him. And the movie is incredibly violent and ridiculous and it's really incredibly well done, which is really kind of cool to see. And it's in a world that I've, never seen any of that uh, you know that that environment and those people and most of the languages are some versions of french because it was a belgian colony but it's really it's really fascinating movie and uh and well worth a watch i rented it on amazon for four bucks uh is that that's been on my watch list for a long time so it was it was worth it and then today i watched a movie that was a little different called weird the Al Yankovic story. Oh, Roku. Um, see that one. The worst thing about the movie, unfortunately, oh, is that you only can watch it on the Roku channel, which means you have to watch it with ads, which oh. is really, it's really not cool. It's yeah, not no. cool. And the movie, the movie is fun. It's basically, uh, you don't even really realize exactly how far it's going to go, but you know, Weird Al Yankovic, Yankovic, Yankovic is kind of a, a specific kind of sort of silly, sweet parody. And the movie is that of biopics. And I thought the first half of it was significantly better than the second half. And Daniel Radcliffe is fantastic. It's not the weirdest movie he's been in, which is Swiss Army Man, but it, it does, it does some, some kind of crazy stuff. And the, um, the, the various cameos alone are, just, I'm not even going to say like who played Warhol and who played Dolly. Like it's just, it's so much fun to see all these people doing all these different things. So if you want something that's light and silly, especially if you're a fan of Weird Al and if you're not, you should be. He's, he's just like a really nice guy and his music is fun. I enjoyed that, but Viva Riva was a real discovery for me. Viva. I want to ask you a question. You were having people up for dinner and you made them watch RRR. Did that happen? Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Did yes. they like it? They loved it. They yeah. loved it. Uh, one of our friends said that's the best movie she's seen in a very long time. And I was wow. like, me too. And, uh, wow. and they did not mind that it was three hours. So we were able to uh, have dinner, socialize, do a little uh, grip training in the gym, and then watch a three-hour movie and have a great time. So uh, I, I have, I have wait, wait, really enjoyed up. sharing that movie with people. A little grip chain? What you say? Yeah, no, it's a kind of weightlifting that I do. And oh, my I thought it was a metaphor. Too, so. That was you actually. No, it was really literally in oh. my in my gym. It's funny because uh, my my colleague came to me at my office and she said I was upstairs in the lunchroom. This was last week. I was upstairs in the lunchroom, uh, warming up my lunch, and I heard the head of training, the medical chief officer, uh, and two division directors talking about RRR that Drew had said that they should see it and that they loved it. And I was like, I'm so glad I can spread it through yeah. my little it's, corner it's, of. It's, 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 we are, we are promoting Indian culture movies. It's 
So exciting to be part of it. <laughs> By the way, we speaking of weird, Weird Al Yankovic, we did a podcast. It might be audio only on his movie VHS, which is actually kind of a funny movie. UHF? UHF. UHF. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's UHF. a very funny yes, right. Michael UHS Richards. is another one. But another Michael movie. Richards. But yeah. with uh, Weird Al. With uh, Harry Potter's, uh, what's his That's name? the one he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's the biopic with All Daniel right. Radcliffe. Here's mine. I'll be real. I'm not going to be super quick because this is awesome. But since democracy looks like it's going to die tomorrow, I decided to see what we're up against. And I bought, bought John Snyder's film called To Die For. You know who John Snyder is? Yeah. It should be Duke's at Bow or whichever well, he, Duke well, has it. John knows him. John knows him. We know him personally. Okay. Well, he and his wife have a production company and they create movies. Okay. And when I say create movies, just in the general sense, they point cameras at things and they shoot a movie. Because this thing, it's about a, 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 an old dude, an old army guy or something, or I don't know what he is. Does John Schneider play him? Yes. And he's upset because some high school football player decided to take a knee before the game. And he ends up sticking a flag on the back of his El Camino, El Camino, and drives to the the, the, the high school to protest and ends up getting arrested and things. But... The quality of this film. Taken the knee. I don't understand. The quality of the filmmaking is horrendous. It looks like it's all shot on green screen and poor green screen. There's a shot at the end where he's pointing a gun right at the camera, and you can see pics. It's just, it's. They must have done it for like thirty cents. They're they're trying to save money. It's insane. And here's the funny way. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. The the high school kid. Keeps walking by his porch saying, get, it's not July 4th, get the flag down. And he's wearing a Letterman style jacket, but the jacket has road audio equipment. It's a road audio <laughs> equipment thing. <laughs> Even on the back, giant road microphones. It's like some crew That's member, funny. they needed a Letterman's jacket and they just shoved this because it looked like a Letterman's jacket. But let me also say this. They had a crew member. Exactly. I think he said he shoots these with about 10 people. But I did find that he did a remake or a re-imaging of Smokey and the Bandit, where he's playing Bandit, or called Duke, it's different. They, everybody has slightly different names, but it is basically a shot-for-shot remake, it looks like, of Smokey and the Bandit. So I think I might have to get that one. But you guys got to take a look at this. It's just insanely poorly done. i got to say one thing about John Schneider. Wonderful. I'm sure he's a lovely human being. i tell you what, when I saw him, and I was... You know, standing about this close to him, I was looking at him. I'm like, "Man, is he a good-looking man?" He's so handsome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's aged oh, well okay. for a guy that's been around as long as he has. Well, when I worked with him, it was 2006. So it was. Let me tell you though, the one joke he used through the whole film. Okay, everybody walks up to everybody in this film and says, "Did you get the jab? Did you get the jab?" And the joke is, I wouldn't get the jab with Alec Baldwin's arm. Everybody in this movie says this. So his politics are all over every yeah. frame of this film. And I will say, but yeah, you don't weird. care because most, it looks most so people don't do that with their films. That's, that's interesting. He is well. He's a full. He's a full. Oh, he's yeah. a full blown patriotic right winger. Well, but he doesn't know how to shoot. I hate a film. those patriotic I mean, right wingers. Oh yeah, John, take a look at this and tell me that it's not a little bit, you know, out there. But uh, he was it's gotta be. It's got to be better say, than. Um, let me just say one more thing about him. Two thousand mules. The only actors two thousand mules. Yeah. Really enjoyed ad libbing because he was the comic relief in two of my films, and he was always hilarious. And because I I don't always go out to the set of the movies, but I went out to the set with that one, and not he was just hilarious throughout. And he was adding some great stuff, and it all got cut out of the movie. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Sean, he's actually a good old boy. Yeah. I actually believe that if you go drinking with this guy. Lee. I guarantee. I know, and if you, I bet you, if you hang out with him, he's probably one of the greatest people to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, he is. But, but watch this film and tell me what the hell is going on, okay? And his quips and his, and his green screen production is just horrendous. So you know that's it. And I paid twenty dollars for the film because I wanted to watch. Wait, it. But you didn't watch it for one twenty. You didn't get it for one twenty five. <laughs> no, I paid twenty American, good old American dollars. Who knows what I was, what that's paying for? Not the film. I think the whole film cost twenty dollars. So I doubled, I doubled what he made probably. So anyway, it's probably a write-off like Batgirl. So well, listen, I, I want to say about John Schneider, how talented he is. Oh, really? Debbie, Debbie, I Debbie, Debbie, please watch this film. Don't. 
Don't. Just watch the film before you start no, saying anything else. One bad movie doesn't make a... Nuh-uh, look at his seven bad movies that are in his catalog. That's what you got to look at. No, I'm sure... Listen, I'm sure there was a time that he... I'm sure there was a time that he's probably pretty good, but... I'm thinking he's going to make a comeback. Well, recently he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm for a season or two. And also... Schneider was? Tyler yeah. Perry. He was in a lot of uh, uh, Tyler Perry's... Uh, the soap opera. Oh, yeah. I I didn't think Schneider was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't remember yeah. that. But Yeah, he was like some executive or something who was like having an affair with somebody. Yeah. I don't think it was like it was like three or four seasons. Right, I'll have to look that up. I'm not sure, but I'll look that up. Yeah, Thank bad you. Movie. Too bad I'm, movie. I'm sure he's a fabulous guy. Yeah. He's made a terrible movie. All right. Well maybe Sean can get him to be a guest. Are we still on? No, I'm done.